1: Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV on a Balls McWednesday. How are you? Come on, man. Come on in here. Let's. It's overcast here in Tallahassee today. A little, a little like sit by the fireplace, sip on a cup of Joe kind of day.
2: Yeah, it's a little muggy, overcast. but It's, it's a cool weird enough. kind of day. Yeah.
1: Soon, sweatshirt weather will be upon us. Uh, mm. Monday. Yeah. Right that we're hearing? Monday? So we don't yep. get Saturday's goodness. Saturday's actually the hottest of the days of the
2: weekend, right? It's going to be just fine at in Hotel Indigo, though, because You're our pregame show right. is at 10 a.m. Breezy. Breezy I up it, there. It's going to be in the lower to mid-70s at that point. I had a day.
1: mimosa last week at the uh, Hotel Indigo when we were doing the pregame show. How was the mimosa? It was delicious. Just one. Just had the one. Really? Well, I had a second one right at the very end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't ask for it. They just brought it. You never do. They just just
2: brought it up. So I can't be blamed for that. My point is I didn't. No, I think that that is the play on Saturday. You don't want to set up the whole tailgate. You want to go enjoy the game and then get to – you could set up the tailgate after. Like that's one of the days to stay in the lots, enjoy the evening and watch the games or go find your local watering hole like the corner pocket. So the pregame, just come up to us – get you a couple of Moses, a Bloody Mary, and then you're on your way. Like, that's how you start your day for a nooner. You know what I think is weird? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I think
1: tailgating has changed quite a bit. Now, I noticed that when I walk through the the intramural lots there, where the tailgates, where everybody comes in there. The C. Yes. Yeah, the C, yeah. So when I when I go through there, they do it right. Now, we don't, unless we're on the road and we're devoid of responsibility, there aren't many opportunities for us to tailgate. And that's fine. It yeah. comes with the job. It's whatever. I mean, you know, the it, job's worth it. That's, it. Very much so. But it doesn't mean I don't miss tailgating. Doesn't mean I don't. You know, we had a great time when we tailgate, tailgated in that dump of a town. South Bend. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, was snow on the ground, tents everywhere. You were
2: feeling terrible, but oh, I, I had a great time. I powered through. <laughs> you did. It was an open bar soiree, as I recall. It was so awesome. I, I needed that.
1: But everybody had a good time, and I, it, I was reminded of how much I enjoy that and tailgating. Here's my point. Back in the day, long before I ever worked in the field of media and covering this team and, and doing all the things that we're so fortunate to do now— uh, I obviously tailgated for years and years and years now as a young man with my dad. He would take me to the games and whatever. He had his friends and they would all be hanging out and I'd throw the football and do the things that kids do at the tailgate, right? And then later on in college, you know, you get together and my dad still came up and me and all my buddies, roommates, and the like, we'd go over there and have some pops with him and hang out, throw the football, watch other games. But the thing I always enjoyed most is the hanging out afterwards because you can't go anywhere. It's a million cars. Where are you, where are you going? And I just don't see enough people hanging out after games anymore. You got to set up shop, baby. Get you a portable big screen, the power, everything you need. Just chill out. Start the grilling process. Watch the other games together outdoors. That's the whole thing.
2: Yeah, it's the it's the sharing of what did
1: you see. Right. You know? Couldn't wait to get back to the tailgate side to say, well, usually if it was a big win over a big team, you're like, ah, ah, there we go. Everybody hugs. We talk about this play and that play and what you thought and what you're upset by and all that. And then obviously you could commiserate if it was a loss. But there was that uh, that fellowship. Everybody gets together, hangs out, has a good time. And then we're on to the next, and we talk about, uh, okay, so what time are you going to get here next week? And we're going to do this, this, and that, right? But for much of my life, the ability to have a big screen and to be able to get it to and fro easily didn't exist. Nowadays, a 90 inch television, 80 inch television, it weighs six pounds. It's unbelievable. You carry it under your arm, it's nuts. And so when I see that kind of setup, But because that came along late and I was already working in media, I think, oh, it would have been better. It would have been so much better. Not enough people take advantage of that.
2: Agreed. It's the trading of the notes. That's a sacred thing. Like if you've got that friend that you call or calls you after a big game in whatever sport and you guys go through your thoughts of first period, second – I think texting has kind of ruined that too a little bit Mm. because you share your notes during the game game and then then there's not a whole lot to recap because you said what you're going to say. You know, Before texting, every thought that enters your mind during a game – which too many people do, mm. you could just save up what you wanted to say. Mm-hmm. You grab a beer, you crank some tunes, or you have another football game on or another game on. See, so Like postseason hockey is my favorite thing to have a call about after. And what about this? Yeah, what about mm. him? What was that? <laughs> yeah. I love those moments. By that's, the way, go Bolts. Nice win yesterday. That was. Nice great win. start. Great, eh, and terrible. Yeah, and then great ending. Yeah, yeah. Two goals in 42 but, seconds. I think that's why postgame shows are fun, too. Because you're just trading notes. It's like, okay, what did you see? We're going to know more on Monday when we watch it again. Well, right. What yeah. did you see? What you see? Yeah. Well, I'm just noting that there there are some people in this fan
1: base that do it right, but they Florida State is a long ways away from having the kind of grandiose tailgates that I envision. And it's just we're so young. We just don't have generational passing on of the notes, Tom. We just don't
2: have it. We have an area, though, like the IM Fields, like Hotel Indigo, of course, to make it work at a level that's better than some of the Blue Bloods that I've seen. Yeah. The campuses are disjointed or the cars aren't allowed close enough to the stadium itself. And so, yeah, there's a value to walking through something, but it feels like um, art in the park here at Monroe more than it does a proper tailgate. Some places. Some places. I've been to some others that I'm like, whoa. This is where it's
1: at. Sure. This is much different. This is the way it should be. Yeah, obviously we're far cry better than somewhere like say Boston College where they like, discourage it. They don't want the fine folks in Newton or Newton as it's known to uh be have their feathers ruffled. A little macia. Look at these riff-raff. Look at these riff-raff rolling on in here trying to have their booze. <laughs> They're fun. We're not doing any of it. Tailgate early for Syracuse. And these are the days where Tom used to have to uh, get up at uh, 6 a.m. after a tough night in his early mm-hmm. 20s and ride over there with a station
2: van. Mm-hmm. 4.30. I had to be in the parking lot before 6. 4.30. And that's where you saw your boy Blue. Yeah. Who's no doubt dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was awesome.
1: He's, he's at a tailgate in the sky, buddy. He's done. But I got. I'll say you got Do you to see think him. so? I think so. I think you made it. <laughs> I want to return to something I never talk about, which is recruiting. We have an expert on the staff that does recruiting, and he has a uh, he has a an aide on his side now in the form of Matt Lasser. And I was reading Matt's article, and I saw where L.J. McCray – said about his visit to FSU, the official visit to FSU. Quote, a little better than I expected. And this kind of fits into the conversation we're having. What kind of low expectations did L.J. McRae have that that is the quote out of his mouth after this visit?
2: Well, what's he talking about, though?
1: He goes on to say it was great. I really enjoyed it. Better than I expected. A little better than I expected explaining that the Knowles are legitimate contenders in his recruitment. They've always been up there. I definitely wouldn't have taken an official visit if I wasn't serious about it. So it was just getting up here and seeing it one last time before I make a decision. Come on, man.
2: We need this kid. I was hoping there'd be a quote there about it. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting all the love that they showed me because love is a great word in the recruiting process. When a kid wants to be shown love, And he gets up to a campus, and he says, wow, they show you a lot of love at this institution. He's 6'6", nearly 300 pounds. Uh, He is a mean, okay. He's a monster. I did the uh, weekend preview last week with Michael, and we're rolling his senior film. And I know, it's highlight film, but you know... Like mm-hmm. I do, that there are some pieces of film that stand out different than the others. Not all highlight reels are created equal. Correct. Sometimes you got a six foot five kid that's playing a bunch of private school children who are five, nine, and slow. And you're throwing them through the roof, yes. Yes. This dude is mean, and he could play different positions inside or out, but the mean streak, the evil, he would embrace the devil being at the 50 yard line before a game. As one should, with his playing style, he would he would extend that. Do we think?
1: Do we think when when you talked with Michael, the thought? I mean, most people don't think we're getting this kid.
2: There's work to be done. There's a fear that Florida is way in the lead, and George is right behind him. That is a fear, but Florida State has entered the conversation, so I think whatever messaging needed to be relayed on this particular visit Mm. has been relayed. I think the battle's end was doing some work, perhaps. That's your inference from what I said. I'm say. just I'm saying, saying some that.
1: things. I don't know if that's true or not. I know this. John Papuchas needs it. A lot of second place finishes for Papuchas in we the all recruiting do, trail. We all need it. I'm looking at you, John Papuchas. Just gave up a 99-yard kick return, didn't you? And now we're out here rolling in second on the regular in the recruiting world. Two fingers to my eyes. Two fingers back to you, Papoo get it rolling it rhymed better you get nicknames like that when you're second fiddle and not closing the deal on dudes i still haven't forgiven the auburn situation
2: that felt like an overpay gotta do better
1: say it gotta do better well or do you reset your own market at some point you can't continue to finish second in recruiting
2: but do you reset your own market in your locker room?
1: No, but I i mean, second, second, Tom. Tired of it. A whole lot of not getting guys coming this close. Let's go. What are you saying? That we have uh, unlimited funds? I'm not saying we have unlimited funds. We're highly competitive in this space, Tom. You know that. And what I'm trying to tell you is that I believe that John futures <laughs> <Pooches you>, <laughs> has to do a better job. That's a. I like that phrasing, so I use it. Competitive in this space.
2: Yes, I like that phrasing. That's that's a great description of your radio career. <laughs> you are highly <laughs> competitive, competitive in this space. In this space. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm also the, the, my my own singular observation is that I'm tired of uh, watching g- guys not sign that he's recruiting that he's the primary on. So th- this is going to have to do better. This is. We're, we're, I'm tired of it. There's nothing wrong with saying that oh. I want this program to be operating at max efficiency. We're not when you don't get guys like this. You got to get some of these dudes. Tough love. Cameron's found a new target. Well, he brought it on himself. He wrought this love with that 99-yard kickoff return. I was like, okay, so I was already looking at you, and now we're just going to be out. We practice special teams an hour a day every day. That we do. That we do. Good God. It's excessive.
2: At some point, man. Diminishing returns, clearly. Is it critical to get Virginia Tech to start at their 18 instead of their 25? That's my question. <laughs> you just kick it out of the back of the end zone. Is it critical? Like, Does that really make a difference with
1: their talent? Well, I, I mean, in all seriousness, and we're having fun with this a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you are. Uh, uh, well, right. No, I'm getting a little perturbed, for real. I, I didn't bring it up for no reason. But I, I would say that now, because we're entering into the conversation of the heavy hitters. You're playing with the big boys now. Now you've done a good job of getting to a place where you could do that. You're winning enough games now where we warrant interest in a player of this caliber. LJ McCray is not looking at Florida state a year and a half ago in any way, shape or form. And if he were, you know, we'd be lying to ourselves about the level of interest because it would be game over. So Florida state now has a shot in these instances, but you have to start closing kids like this to take the very next step. And you don't want to constantly rely on transfer portal, and you got to get some of these kinds of kids. And we know the momentum that it creates, and more five stars see that, and then they want to be a part of that. We see that normally with quarterbacks, right? Get a quarterback to sign, and then they create a buzz. But you got a kid here that's a as a beast.
2: You do, and at a position of dire need. That, dire need. And and so I think. The powers that be, if they had to make a choice, would make sure that a guy like this makes the cut where maybe somebody else doesn't. Sure. But you want to say yes to everything. You know? So, the the more the, more the merrier here, the more the merrier. But it doesn't happen by accident. Mark Stoops is correct. It does not happen by accident.
1: No. And, listen, again, I know that uh, this is a kid that it depends on where you're looking. On3 has him as a five-star. I believe, you know, other outlets have him as a four-star. But he's a... Yeah, menace. 6'6", 280 kid that, uh, listen, when you're trying to out-recruit Georgia for a kid, or in this case Florida as well, then you know. Then, then you know. I mean, Georgia has been able to sign almost anybody they want, and they're coming uh, after this kid with a vengeance to try to get him. So that tells you, you know, what he is. Think about
2: what Kirby's done with that defensive. Yeah, I, I would trade one of the defensive backs. We've had. got a lot of yeah, 47 of them. In this class, I would trade one of them for this kid. Easily.
1: I would, too. We're in agreement. Mm -hmm. Now, make it happen, Papuchas. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash With all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hey seminoles we all know how important it is to score in the red zone but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. Whether making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money Protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com.
0: The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com.
2: card's
1: not as good this week, Tom. I'm disappointed. Did some early research this morning on uh, looking ahead here. I might have a player prop, but I think we're having a hard time this weekend. The card's not nearly as juicy.
2: Well, It starts on Thursday with that silly Broncos-Chiefs game. It's only Wednesday. You can have an epiphany or three overnight. Something could happen. A value can present itself.
1: Don't you want tomorrow night 8:15 you kind of sit down to watch Broncos Chiefs and you just it, it's obvious in the beginning that the Chiefs have decided that they're going to put one on
2: the Denver cuz they don't like them. Oh sure, I'd like that, but I I will not be logging on to Amazon Prime to watch tomorrow's game. I can't do it. You'll be watching baseball like I will be, yep. but I'll have the game on. I'm always watching. I'll tell you what's elevating the experience. Again, it's, it seems like a little difference, but the 4K you get that 4K, it's got a little extra. The 4K's good. You can feel the cool air that the game is being played underneath. It's beautiful.
1: Chiefs minus 10 and a half by the way. So in the oh. NFL, that's a big number obviously, but I I kind of feel like just laying that 10 and a half all day. The Broncos suck. So does Thursday night
2: football. Typically. I mean, it's not even just about the matchup. Every now and then and go, you get a good. Every now and then you get a good. So they give you 16 for the year or 17 whatever it is, but maybe like 3 of them are good. You know, and they're always on short rest. Like, the opening night Thursday is great. No problem with that. Thanksgiving Thursday, that is also great. Need it. Got to have it. Yeah. Gives you a little respite from the table as people are starting to get into politics. You're like, all right, I'm done. Let's see what the Cowboys are doing in the second half. That's all good. But most of these games are bad matchups and or it's a good matchup in theory, but both teams are banged up like crazy and it's, it's a bad brand of football. They should add bye weeks for these things. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh...
1: I can't help but get sucked into the drama that is Robert Kraft maybe having to make a decision to lenny this thing as we were talking about on Monday. I love that. I love the idea of like looking at just bewildered, beleaguered, staring off at the moon, Bill Belichick while they're getting their ass beat thirty four to three or nothing thirty eight to three and I mean every week it's just another all time low moment. I read a rep- i I'm a sucker for this. they've got me. It's like tabloids. I'm logging in to SportsPages.com and reading everything I can about whether or not he would be fired and whether Kraft would do it. "Quote: There's a school of thought that suggests Bill Belichick has earned the right to go out on his own. That the architect of the greatest dynasty in the NFL and in the NFL's history can coach in New England as long as he chooses," according to Jeff Howe. We've also learned that. Robert Kraft does not subscribe to that. <laughs> I'm like, yes, here we go. Fresh off the bench from uh South Florida there, the bench. He gets his massage, illegally flies back to New England and says, Gotta talk to you, Bill. Orchids of pink slips for you, pal.
2: <laughs> well played. Man. And I- is Belichick the architect? Is he the
0: architect? Yes.
1: Remember. Maybe the sculptor? Well, remember this, though. And this is important because I think it often gets lost in these discussions. The first three of Brady's Super Bowls are because of Bill Belichick and their defense. It's not Tom Brady. Brady becomes this thing later on, and he'll get the credit for the others. But this
2: is all Bill Belichick in the beginning. 100% agree. Right. But is it front office Bill or coach Bill? You know, because architect, I feel like Rich oh. McKay might be the architect of a lot of what Tony Dungy gets credit for in Tampa. Like McKay had more to do with well assembling the team. Yeah,
1: and and Dungy was a defensive minded coach, and that right. defense became dominant. And you know, yeah, listen, it's always everybody working together. We know that, and this is a, a media driven thing where we argue back and forth about who's what, and you sure. know, we know that, and the, the two principal characters have said as much but because belichick is just a curmudgeon and done nothing since brady left it is hilarious and you know it has to irk him to no end oh, son of a bitch went over to tampa won like super bowl i year. won 11 games with matt castle <laughs> you know he's saying that i've done that by the way yeah but it has to be
2: the most i mean would have won in Cleveland, too, if things didn't fall apart by circumstance. Right,
1: then he might be right about and, that, too. He would have. He, he, he would have, yeah. But he learned a lot from that. In uh, Education of Coach, he talks about it. He learned a lot from screwing up there in Cleveland. Like he, he was dismissive to certain people within the organization. And he shouldn't have been. It's what It's why they were quick to tell him to have a good day. But it's, I mean, I never thought I'd see a time where the New England Patriots under Bill Belichick would be outscored 72-3 to in their last two games. 72-3! to And they turn it over all the time, which is not what they're... You know, Bell Belichick's teams don't turn the ball over like this. I think your boy's got 10 picks. This is ridiculous!
2: Which brings me to a great question. What's the higher total? The amount of points that New England gives up to their next three opponents, two of which are the Bills and the Dolphins... They play the Raiders this weekend. But the Bills and the Dolphins are on deck and mm, in the hole. That'll hurt your feelings when if you're a Patriot fan and you look at the schedule and you're like, we got
1: the Bills and the Dolphins back to back. We're giving up Good. thirty points to the Saints. Good God, man. Oh no. They might drop hundred on a- us. <laughs> so And they would want to. Yeah. And they would want to. Oh, everybody in that division, if given an opportunity. That is the that is the ultimate mm. analogy in the alley. Falling on hard times. Had a little too much, laying next to the dumpster jets walk by oh what have we here it seems bill belichick has had one too many tonight is that right
2: bill every kick is a letter
1: (laughs) so the hits are like uh before we get to the car i've got to urinate i see bill belichick is here leaning against the dumpster the hatred has to run deep for miami buffalo new york Mm -hmm. i mean ways
2: that are unreasonable Miami's hatred is, is specific, too. At least it is for our mutual friend, Chris. Because <laughs> Belichick got so mad that Wes Welker was so good. He's like, he just, just went and sold him. He got him. Just Bring What him does here. it take? Yeah, Bring him to me. And then he became Wes Welker that we all knew. So the higher total, the amount of points that the Patriots surrender against the Raiders, Bills, and, and Dolphins, or the amount of Zaxby's locations here in our fine, mm, fair city of Dallas. How
1: about that? How about that? Well... We are a fortunate community. To have 57 Zaxbys available to oh. us at any given time is yeah. really.
2: What a blessing. I revise my question. Higher total, the amount of Zaxbys we have in town, or the point total that the Raiders and the Bills score in the next two weeks? I still think
1: 57 might be more than those two teams score combined. Because, okay. I mean, the Patriots aren't going to give up a ton of points to the Raiders. I mean, the Saints? But the Raiders aren't. Yeah. But the Saints? <laughs> Well, that's because they kept throwing picks. Stop turning the damn ball over all the time. Like, if they just play it straight up and don't turn it over, they might get beat 17 to nothing. You can't (laughs) – this is (laughs) – Oh, I keep thinking of Jim Morrow because when he got so mad at Manning, my favorite part about that is that he had to add to it Like, it wasn't enough to point out the obvious. Peyton Manning threw 26 interceptions. Okay, people forget about that, but he did. He threw 26 interceptions in a season, and Morrow was furious, and that's the fame. Playoffs! That's where that came from. We're just trying to win a game. So, in in the middle of that rant... This heck can't stop throwing picks. Well, it was hilarious because he's like, you guys worried about your playoff chance? Playoffs! And then he goes through the whole thing. We're just trying to win a game. But it never... People forget this. It didn't stop there. He's like, we we throw an interception every other series. And not just an interception. It's always a pick six. (laughs) He added to it. He didn't have to bring that up. Like, he just did that to be an ass. Some people throw interceptions, but ours are always a pick six. (laughs) So he wanted to inflict more damage in the critique. So he just added that. It'd be one thing. You know, it's like if you're if, if you had a kid who just started to drive and got lost in the era before GPS, it just was constantly getting lost. It'd be one thing if you get lost, but you're always lost by fifty six miles from the house. I gotta take you know two and a half hours out of my day to come find your sorry ass. You'd be mad. You're like, why can't you be in the mall parking lot, fifteen minutes away? I can just tell you two streets. Here we go. That is a problem. I didn't even have. Oh, way back in the
2: day, hey, Garmin's existed by the time I was. Oh, 16 it, years so old. I
1: tell my kid this all the time. You'll never get lost. But. We all, grown-ups, kids, whatever. <laughs> it was a wild adventure back in the day, Tom. You could get lost and really lost. Like, I don't know where I am. I'm going to cry. I have no idea how to get out of here. This is terrible. I, I'm i looking for the North Star. Like, I, this North. is... A, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, that was a thing. That's how... I learned that one of my stepbrothers, John, was Magellan. You could drop him in the middle of a desert, and he'd be like, okay, we've got to go this way. And he was always right. It was ridiculous. He had a compass in his belly. He just knew immediately. We could just be standing somewhere I go, we have never been in this city. How the hell are we going to get home from here? Now, listen, I know maps existed, and we would sit down and open up a map. What a pain in the ass. Kids will never have to do that. Opening up the map.
2: Chart in the court. What about that side road right there? Can we get? Does that go and through? You always had to open it one extra fold where it was uncomfortably. <laughs> yeah, like it was on the dashboard over the driver's eyes. People yeah. got legitimately lost. You'd be like, "This is. I'm lost.
1: I am legitimately lost." And of course, the man thing was, and that's why there was a series of jokes for years that you didn't want to ask for directions. It was humiliating. And your girlfriend would go just pull in the gas station and ask that guy where the hell we are. No, 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 no. I think we're good right here. we gonna take a left on
2: 34th. We'll be all right. In this day and age, too, you know, it would not have helped and even confused you more in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, there's no, they don't have streets and avenues. There's a Zaxby's everywhere, so that's not going to help you. There's it, the Zaxby's. Great, there's another one right there. Yeah. If you yeah. called your parents, you said I'm near the Zaxby's. Yeah, well, no, that doesn't help, son.
1: No. When I first moved to Tallahassee, I remember thinking this is ridiculous. So we're on, like, Joseph Street over here by Apple Yard and Cherry? What the hell does that do for anybody? This is ridiculous. Why can't there be 7th and 33rd? And like, So we have a clue here, a grid where people know where the hell they're going.
2: I haven't thought of Apple Yard in years. That's well, a sorry street. That's a part. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a sorry street. Nobody's ever driven down Apple Yard and thought, this is lovely. They've yeah. thought, look at this piece of crap next oh. to this junior college and that sorry-ass drive through this is awful.
2: You're not wrong. I, I just, <laughs> it's
1: Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Chat TV. Hey guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and... I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to uh, – all you got to do is go to – uh Drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise.
0: The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Mm-hmm.
1: You saw the lead article today on the front page of ESPN, but I'd like to bring this same debate and same argument to Tallahassee, but I'm not going to win it. It's not going to work, and I'm just saying it to say it because I would love to see it, but it ain't going to happen, and I already know that, so save your time in the comments. But uh, the lead is the NFL's field fight is only just beginning. Players are now demanding that all fields be grass.
2: Yes! Good. Agreed. This Across be, the board. Let's go. This would be tremendous. I just wonder, how do you pull it off in domes and old-school indoor facilities? There aren't too many of those left. How many old-school indoor facilities are there? You've got the Superdome. And, maybe, and that's a dump. It is. And they needed to tear it down ages ago. Let's go. But the other thing is, all right, Arizona has that track that they brag about. It's but it's cool.
1: awesome. They bring it in and yeah. out. All right, Most places that did have protection from the elements... Have a retractable roof now.
2: Right. And But most that are built, like, for example, Los Angeles. I'm sure you could grow it in Los Angeles, no problem. No that is what. real grass, is it not? I don't think it is. I think it's turf. I'll have to look it up. Atlanta, another example. Like Where are you going to roll that, that grass out to? You know? They should have never made it so that it wasn't
1: <laughs> grass. What are we doing? You spent all that money on Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which yeah. is overrated as hell, and you don't have grass? What are we doing? Stop it. Stop it. Football should always be played on grass. And I said I'd bring it back to Leon County. Gene Cox, Leon, Childs, all of them. They're all turf now. Everything, everywhere you go, turf. Because they want to save money. That turf sucks. All it. Grass. You can't grow grass in Florida. You can't grow
2: grass. Grass. What are we doing? What are we doing? There's another one. All right. Minnesota and Detroit. Like, what do you do there? Well, Minnesota stadiums, Brandon. You went to Minnesota. That's not, they, they don't have grass? No. They don't have a retractable? No, thir- um, no. No. I mean, they've got giant. Window like window-like doors, kind of the way you enter Jerry's world. I might cut you a pass in
1: Minneapolis, for Christ's sakes. I mean, you're basically playing in Alaska. I might give you a shot there. And, okay, Detroit, no, no, grow grass. Get it together.
2: Get it together. I've always hated that dome. Seattle's turf, and that's outdoors. The Meadowlands in New York. Dump. Get it together. Cincinnati's not grass, is it? I don't think so. I think that's turf, too.
1: Silliness. No reason. Let's go. Grass across the board. We've got the technology. We have the means. That's, they make a trillion dollars every year, every team. Green Bay finds a way. That's right. Green Bay finds a way. It's a miracle. Cleveland. And they just get Cleveland. so many things right. And Cleveland's on grass, and it turns into a muddy mess at the end of the year, it but that's does. the way it should be. Kansas City. That's the way it should be. Grass. It should all be grass. So I'm glad. I'm glad that they're fighting, taking up this fight. Let's go. Make it happen. Not that you're going to completely avoid injuries. Football's a dangerous game. People get hurt. I got it. But I hate the turf. I hate it. And I've been saying it for a long time. I just want somebody to get on with it. getting here. They're going to make it happen. They should do it. There are places that don't have like. Why would you not have grass in Atlanta? It's Atlanta. There's no excuse. That should be open air, the whole deal.
2: Open air? I don't know. Retractable. 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 Hey, Atlanta
1: this time of year is getting nice. Yes. It's beautiful to go to a game 62 for a high, 40 for a low. What are we doing in this dome? Not enjoying the weather. That's what we're doing. We should be watching this, grass, open air, enjoying all of this.
2: The Bears still have grass. Yes.
1: Always have. It's brown. Well, you know, not always. They did switch briefly. That's true. A lot of places, we forget this all the time. I, I have to rack my brain because I remember, obviously, I bring it up all the time. I remember Emmitt Smith played his whole career on AstroTurf in Florida, which was just the dumbest thing in the world. People chase whatever's new, and so at the time – stadiums all over the country started going to turf, and I was like, what are we doing? Related
2: question. Mm. Our field looks impeccable. It's awesome. Because right? they did that project where they dredged up all the old oils. They and, did a you know, really good last job. Year. Yeah, our field does look awesome. And they said it moved down almost a foot because of all the – yeah. the, they were yeah. layering it. They found what a you, Tyrannosaurus Rex. I'm sure they did. <laughs> what they want you to believe. <laughs> what do you think of the end zones? Green with the, with the spray paint of the, uh, the Florida State. It's a green – no garnet, no white, and it just has our fun. It looks very much like um, I didn't think camping world stadium.
1: Yeah, I didn't really think about it over the weekend. I really loved what, a, a number of years back when we went to the old timey goalposts again, like everybody else started to do. Instead of just the singular, we've got the two. Mm-hmm. On the, you know what I mean? Yeah, where, where the, yeah.
2: The supports are on the outside. I think that's, that's because people, yeah. It's but it's also less just the likely way it, for people to bring them down.
1: It's just also the way it should be. It just looks awesome that way. I'm also a fan of, like, just the stripes, the angled, you know, like, just do that, too. Our should be garnet gold.
2: There you go. Yeah, Pittsburgh does that. Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. Pittsburgh's grass.
2: Pittsburgh is grass. Pittsburgh is grass. What Philly is not. Philly is turf. Is that right? hmm Are you sure? Philly's turf, isn't it? I don't well, know. So. Well, am I confusing it with the vet being a uh, The old Ashland vet turf?
1: was, yeah, it was rock. It was... <laughs>
2: Rock-ass Fra- salad.
1: Phrasing Cameron.
2: That's no, Bermuda grass. Okay, Philly. Yeah, they got it right at, they the, did uh, get at, it at the right. Link.
1: Yeah, they changed it up. It's been a number of years since they've been there, Tom. It's funny what <laughs> sticks in your head. <laughs> well, when you don't
2: win a playoff game for about 18 years, you forget about all these other venues. I remember the one we closed down, though. <laughs> yeah, the vet was dangerous. I mean, it was a dangerous field, and the fans were dangerous. Everything about it was dangerous. That's interesting. I'm surprised that it still is, the, the fan part. You see the videos of them, like when people walk in with the other jerseys in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, it's. Are they throwing? Are they? Is they, it not, they can. Nothing, yeah, uh, it's um, not as bad as the old Oakland
1: Coliseum, I like don't that. Know, man, no, they, those people would. You could get shivved. They had jails in Philadelphia
2: inside the yeah, stadium. Yeah, in the vet,
1: but the vet has been. I mean, I'm not hearing about people getting taken off no. the prison at games in Philadelphia <laughs> these days. I don't think so.
2: So no opinion whatsoever on the green end zones. Okay.
1: I'll pay attention this
2: weekend. By the way,
1: my mom's coming into town for the game this weekend. Nice. she getting in? Bef- like- I think she'll get in before Friday where she can gloat if I want. She can come oh. by here and go come in studio. We can do oh, our picks head to head.
2: Cool. All right. Director's got the extra camera, so we'll, we'll break that out.
1: Let's uh, think. our fr- – yeah, we should do it. We should do it. Uh, I haven't told her that yet. She's never been in studio to make picks. Let's make that been doing this for 25 years. She's only been on for, I think, 15, maybe a little bit more than that. But, uh, yeah, and she's got a three-game lead on me. Maybe we can get some cake to celebrate. No chance. Blueberry pie. Strawberry rhubarb pie, which is delicious. Pineapple pie is delicious. Very underrated. People don't ever think about pineapple pie. Apple pie is very good. Basmati. <laughs> All I know is rice oh my goodness so let's thank our friends at power mill by the way and uh i i grow sadder by the minute understanding that soon we will not have this segment to uh celebrate not in its current capacity power mill powering performance Power Mill Training Academy, equipping your young athletes focused on baseball and or softball. Could be softball, right? With the specific tools to reach their true potential. 27 alumni in the majors, 45 years of experience, 2,000 total alumni, developing, uh, developing strong fundamental skills, foundational to any player's game, which is why your softball training program or your baseball training program will focus on the skills that help them reach their true potential and the next level. Power Mill, cue it
2: up, Tom. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables?
1: Well, here's the good news. We actually have three games, and um, while you and I are doing our JCS Interactive, one of them will be late and hopefully closely contested. Nerve-wracking as it might be for Director Matthew and the legions of... Uh, Braves fans that live here in Tallahassee. Braves, Phillies, Bryce Elder, Aaron Nola. Strohs, Twins. Come on, Twins. Let's buck up. Let's force a game five. Jose Urquidy and Joe Ryan. That game's at Target Field. Been to Target Field. Saw two games at Target Field. That's really like that ball. It's not a turf field. No, it's, it's nice. Grass in Minnesota. Nice. Man, craziest. I'll show you a picture someday. Craziest pending storm in the backdrop that i've ever seen i thought we were gonna die at target field it was pitch black just racing towards the stadium we were delayed an hour and a half but stayed sustained by ice cold beverages we made it through an hour and a half and then they came back out and played we stayed to the end that's what they do in the midwest they know yeah gotta be hardy Dodgers D-backs, how great is it that the Dodgers may get swept the hell out of the playoffs? Get the hell up out of here, L.A. That'd be awesome. Most people didn't even know the D-backs were in the playoffs, let alone on the cusp of sweeping the Dodgers. Lance Lynn starts tonight for the Dodgers. He is 65 years old. Amazing. Brandon Fatt goes for the D-backs, and that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. By the way, Brandon's got the cool ten one three ERA. Mm-hmm. Postseason, it's it's a weird sort of thing. Whereas Aaron
2: Nola has a zero
1: ERA, for example. At
2: this point in the postseason, zero. Who well, you got? Any wagers on baseball? No baseball. You lay off
1: the postseason. Well, I lay... most of the time I'm laying off baseball these days. Just baseball screams. Don't bet on me. It just should say. So-and-so, minus 110, who the hell knows? It's baseball. It's crazy. You could have the vastly superior team, as we've seen, and I've talked about at length. Rest in peace, Baltimore. Sorry about that, Ira. They hadn't been swept, not once, the entirety of a 162-game season and get swept in their first series in the postseason. Cruel. It's a cruel game it's just mean spirited. I won't, you know, that's the problem. Like I'll watch the Pirates next year. They played pretty well towards the end of the year. They got some young talent that came up. Might have a little something going. We'll see. I mean, I don't I don't think they're, you know, playoff contender necessarily, but they they may finish over 500 next year. They got a shot. And uh I'll watch that and I'll enjoy the hell out of it. And if by chance they get to the playoffs, I'll have zero expectations. That's the only way you can do it.
2: That's the best way to do it. And it's hard yep.
1: because once the game starts, it's, you know, you're like, well, I mean, I care. I'm going to watch. I want them to win. I can't help but get hurt if they lose, but we're dead already. You know, we're here and we're dead already. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's cruel. Those, I mean, it, it is, it is something to behold when you look at those numbers. Again, one in 10 teams, the five teams that won 92 games or more in the postseason are 1-10 so far. And I, I went back the year before, 3-10 of the teams that won 92-plus games. None of them won a series. Now, the American League, oddly enough, went much more according to plan. The teams with the two best records, the Astros and the Yankees a year ago, played in the ALCS. And the Astros won 106 games and went on to the World Series, which, of course, we know. You know, I mean, that's... But it is... Um, I was looking at this. John Smoltz said that if the Orioles and Rangers series was played 10 different times, you'd get very different results. I'm sure you would get some different results. Uh, The retort to him was uh, maybe the Orioles were built to win a lot of series in the regular season. And there is something to that, by the way. We've seen teams do that. Remember that Seattle team that won, what was it, 108 games and then got beat by the White Sox in 99? the playoffs. It was a, while, a long time 98? ago.
2: Ninety-eight, I think.
1: But, but like there, if your rotation, if you're if you have a plus pitcher in your three spot, four spot, five spot, you are going to win a lot more series than you're not in the regular season. Oh, but in the well, postseason, you don't see those
2: guys. No. So okay, this was the first of San Francisco's uh, three titles. Was they played? I think it was the Phillies who were the prohibitive favorite. They had Halliday and Oswalt, I think. And they had Lincecum and Kane, and they were able to win those key matchups. And again, I think it was a best of five that they had advanced through. But San Francisco was a 3-1 to or a 4-1 to underdog. I think also the betterers and the markets figured it out that this is still a game of almost a coin flip in most situations. Yeah, home field advantage in baseball is
1: useless. If I can't hit my spots, if my starting pitcher that night, no matter how crazed my fans are, Walks the first two hitters that he faces, and ground ball to the right side, slow roller. We got second and third one out. Now
2: there's a single. We're down wow. two nothing. Goodbye fans. Yeah, the, that's the other thing. <laughs> like I get that Atlanta came back and they're the outlier. You know, from four nothing down late in the game. That's it's incredible. A, that was incredible, and that but play is incredible. Everything about that was fun to watch. There's no more lonely feeling than being down two to nothing going into the bottom of the first at home in a playoff.
1: Game. Oh, it's the worst. And well, so I felt bad again. I say this when. The other night when Texas scored right off the bat with that home run, 460-foot blast, I went, "Oh."
2: Yeah. Not good in a must-win situation to see no. that thing leave well, the yard. That was yesterday the Astros hit the Twins in the face in the first inning. It was 3-4 runs. Before you even sit down and you're like, "Well, this game's over." And it's not because It's not, it's baseball and they had opportunities. The Twins had, I mean, bases loaded several times. Yes, if it was section B, they'd have the duck call going on three or four of those innings for ducks on the pond and they didn't cash, but you're always chasing. It's just playoff baseball, like playoff hockey is very different from the regular season. Playoff baseball is crack. Every pitch feels like oh yeah. It, it, everything rides on this pitch.
1: Hey, I joked that the Dodgers are on the cusp and all of that, so the Dodgers on the brink of elimination, and they've got to start Lance Lynn, and I said he's 65 years old. He's not. He's 36 years old. He gave up 44 home runs in 180 innings this year. Did you hear that, Stat Director Matthew? 44. Who was the reliever you hated? There's no chance he was on pace to give up that many home runs. Adam Morgan. Oh my god. He hates Adam Morgan in a god. way that is unhealthy. Aaron Heilman did that once.
2: 44 home runs! Sweet Jesus, sir. It might have been 10. You're but... allowed to pitch over him. Yeah, it was... What we <laughs> what... Isn't it also interesting that Chris Young, soft tossing Chris Young is the architect. He's the architect, Rangers?
1: yeah. What? Old Softy. 68 softy out there getting it done, Tom. I want a bunch of guys that are not like me on the mound. That's what I want. So, the good news for you Dodger fans is that Brandon Fatt was overmatched uh against the Brewers, but um you know, we'll we'll see what you sipping on tonight. I don't know that I'm going to, Tom. Maybe hey, just a wow. just a just a tea or a a coffee late a uh, late cup of Joe for me maybe got a lot of things I gotta do okay I'm a busy man
2: right now buddy Green tea yeah or nay I like green tea you like green tea oh. I like green tea
1: Good job out of you good job director Matthew thanks to all who listened and or watched or both yes thank you appreciate it very much. have a great night don't forget tonight the JCS interactive Tom and I will get together at seven pm looking forward to it. We'll take your questions we'll have a conversation. why don't we right Cheers be good everybody.